disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. All right, we caught up with Congressman Thomas Massey for today's episode of the Disruption Zone, and we talked about a lot of really important things going on in Washington. Uh, at the very end of the conversation, we actually were able to talk about the Liberty Safe issue as well, which is a really important one to me. In fact, let me just kind of monologue on that for two seconds here. Um, I own a Liberty Safe. I used to endorse them on the radio. I, I um, at the time, would have never believed that something like this would have happened. I think they've been purchased by a big parent company that has given a lot of money to Democrats. And when that happens, um, you know, the 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 whole wokeism kind of takes over. And so, uh, an individual was uh, arrested, was uh, searched rather for. Uh, the January 6th involvement. Um, I, I'm not going to defend January 6th. As you know, I abhor what happened on that day. I think it was a lot of ignorant people doing a lot of ignorant things. That being said, the way our system works, you know, you got to get a warrant to search something. They had a warrant to search this dude's house, but um, they called up a Liberty Safe. The feds did. They called up Liberty Safe and they said, hey, can you give us a backdoor um, a combination into this guy's safe? Because we have a warrant. We want to search it. And Liberty was like, sure, we'll do it. Now, then they put out a statement and they were like, hey, we support the Second Amendment, private property rights. But yeah, we gave it to the feds. Okay, that is ridiculous. The precedent this sets is terrifying. Here's the main problem that I have with this. It's not that I want to defend any kind of criminal activity or say that people who commit crimes should in any way, shape or form be not held accountable for what they did. But when you purchase something, an item, a car, a basketball, a pair of pants, those belong to you. Right. They belong to you. And and once Levi sells you a pair of jeans, they have no more responsibility for that product. It now belongs to you. It's your property. You exchanged for it the hard earned money that you put into it as as part of that process. So it belongs to you. So how in the world does a safe company uh, get have the right, whether or not they have the wherewithal or not, is 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 moot. How do they have the right to give that information to the feds since you own it? And it's ridiculous. So anyway, we're going to get into that, plus a lot of the stuff that's going on in Washington. The COVID mask stuff is crazy. Anyway, I really enjoyed this conversation. I had him on when I was filling in for Joe Pags last week, and I thought you would enjoy it as well. But first, let's welcome and thank our awesome sponsors for this program. Today's episode of The Disruption Zone is brought to you by our friends at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Not just a home remodeling, kitchen remodeling company. They're the place that when I lived in Louisville, I trusted to remodel my kitchen and my master bathroom. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. The craftsmanship, the hard work ethic, the honesty and integrity, and all the choices for affordable prices. LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. Call my friend Tim Montgomery over there. Talk to their designers, 502-930-3304. That's 502-930-3304. If you have already got in mind what you want to do and you want to do it yourself and you just need the cabinets, they have so many styles to choose from, modern, shaker, traditional, country, whatever you need in all kinds of colors. Plus, they can do a custom cut 
for you for your granite or any other type of hard surface countertop. And if you want a turnkey kitchen remodel, boom, they'll come in to help you design it, get it all done the way you want it done. I'm confident it's the reason or one of the reasons why my home sold in less than a day because of the beautiful work by Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Check them out, louisvillecabinetsandcountertops.com, 6200 Hit Lane in Louisville, Kentucky. If you're in southern Indiana, central Kentucky, uh, Oldham County, this is your place, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. We are also brought to you by Bourbon City Golf Carts. I freaking love these guys. Bourbon City Golf Carts. Here's a cool thing that sets them apart. If you're thinking about getting a golf cart just to roll around the neighborhood or to load up and take to the course or whatever you want to do with it. They're made in the USA. They're assembled right here in the United States at three assembly plants, California, Texas, and Florida. And they come fully factory street legal so they're ready to rock and roll now the battery is dc the cart converts it to ac which is a much greater efficiency and these cars can run 25 miles per hour straight from the factory a typical electric car is only 15 to 18 miles per hour so if you're trying to run errands around the neighborhood this is it but get this it's not the only thing one thing that they've got is they've got sales they've got service and they've got rentals and Free money is hard to find these days. Not a lot of people doing 0%. Check this out. With the Evolution brand golf cart, they've got a 36-month deal at 0% interest. So that's pretty awesome, all right? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to give them a call, 502-718-0757, or just go to bourboncitygolfcarts.com. If you didn't catch that number, go to bourboncitygolfcarts.com. Thanks so much to Bourbon City Golf Carts for their awesome sponsorship of this program. And now, for our guest and today's conversation. Congressman Massey, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? I am doing well. And just to remind you, Leland, I was at the tip of the spear exposing this COVID hoax on March 27, 2020. I was the congressman that got in his car, drove to Washington, D.C., and told them they were not going to pass the CARES Act on by unanimous consent. I drug every single one of those SOBs back to Congress. They hated me for it and made them vote on the 11th day of 15. Remember when it was only going to be 15 days to shut down our yes, uh, yes. world? I drug them all back. Nancy Pelosi called me a dangerous nuisance. Uh, I'm not, I can't say on air what John Kerry called me, and even Trump <laughs> wasn't happy with me. But I said this is going to cause inflation. This is going to fund the lockdowns. This is going to cause shortages, and we'll be suffering three years from now. And people, and, and you're right, people long for those days. The left does. I, I honestly, I was driving down the, the interstate. I live in Denver or Colorado Springs, but traveled to Denver quite a bit. And I was driving through Denver. And of course, there was a Subaru going too slow in the left hand lane in the express lane. And they had their mask on. And they were all by themselves in the car. And I really think it's like a it's like a security blanket to some people. Do you not think um, like, you oh, know, yeah. they they got to sit in their house and get paid by the government and watch Tiger King, you know, and binge watch TV shows for a long time. And now the real world's back in everybody's face. And, you know, some people just don't want to come out from that cage. No, they wanted twelve hundred dollar checks again. I said that was the cheese in the trap, and it was. Yeah. The 12, people paid. People got twelve hundred dollars, then six hundred dollars, then fourteen hundred dollars. But look at inflation. You're paying more than that. Those checks that you got. So you know the people who pine for the days of everybody wearing masks and and the STEMI checks. Uh, they need to look at what's happened to to this country since then. Yeah. I, do you think do you think maybe the elites that run things were actually maybe a little pleasantly surprised on their part 
at how easy we were to control once fear was injected into society? Yeah, it was a test. It was a test to see if we would comply. And and frankly, we failed on the freedom side of this. Way too many people complied. And yeah. that's because, for the most part, conservatives are polite. Okay? And we're like, okay, well, you know, if it makes you feel better, we'll do this, and uh, uh-huh. we won't cause any trouble. But I am advocating mass noncompliance this time. I, I'm going to be more noncompliant myself if they do this than I was last time. And remember, I got fined by Nancy Pelosi. She reduced my congressional salary because I refused to wear a mask. And I'm still litigating that. We're, we've appealed it to the Supreme Court uh, right now. That's that's where the case is. But don't comply. I mean, the the um, the airline masking stuff. You know, there's there's different degrees of noncompliance. Everybody, if just everybody who got on the plane just forgot to put the mask on, okay, right, and then they right. politely tell you to put it on. Oh, I'm so sorry, and you put it on, and then you know, 30 seconds later, you got to take it down for a drink of water. Everybody needs to do <laughs> at least that at a minimum, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I think if they do the airline mask again, I'm going to require them to drag me off the plane on my way to Congress. I, uh, you know what's funny is I know you're not just saying that. That's the thing I know about oh, you. Right. Is, yeah, no, I thought this through. I have thought this through, and I've already got the lawsuit ready to file because I filed it last time. Rand Paul joined me, uh, and 16 other congressmen and senators joined me in a lawsuit against the CDC because they said they had the authority to do these mask mandates on planes, but they were citing a statute that gives them the authority to fumigate insects and euthanize livestock. Yeah. During a pandemic, wow. it doesn't. Wow. We are not insects or livestock. They don't have right. that authority, and so uh, we've got a strong lawsuit. The, what happened is when Joe Biden dropped the mask mandate, then the courts ruled it moot and dismissed our case. But it's all written and ready to go. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's interesting to me that that we know that masks don't work. We have definitive studies. In fact, I'll play a little audio later on in the program of. Um, even the mainstream media challenging Dr. Fauci based on what he said before. Um, the definitive studies say that they don't work. It's interesting that Nancy Pelosi is willing to continue fighting a court case against you over something we now know the science was completely wrong about. Yeah, I mean, the, the Congress is still fighting back on this. Uh, now, ironically, she's no longer the speaker. <laughs> I haven't I told Kevin McCarthy this, but he might be the defendant now. Oh, that's, in the oh, that's funny. Yeah, so can he drop not, the case? Um, I, they could. They, I'm, I'm asking him just to not fight it as vigorously. But what it turns <laughs> out, Congress wants the authority to reduce their members' salaries to get them to comply. Yeah. I mean, when the yeah. Democrats are in charge, they want all the power. When the Republicans are in charge, they want all the power. I'm not saying he, he or his lawyers are particularly uh, in favor of mask mandates. I know they're not. But right. uh, Congress doesn't want to give up this shield that they have of immunity from all of the laws that everybody else is susceptible to. Yeah. You know, that brings me to the next thing I wanted to talk to you about. I, I was, um, I got lit today on my daily show on, uh, in Denver. And, um, it was because I was playing this soundbite of vice president Kamala Harris, by the way, we're talking with Congressman Thomas Massey, fourth district, Kentucky. Um, I, I got a little lit because I played the soundbite and they were asking her about like, are you going to win reelection? And sh- she gets that 
sort of dramatic wiggle that she gets, you know, when she thinks she's about to say something profound. And she goes into that deeper voice and that quiet voice. She's like, we're going to win because the American people know what's at stake. And I was laughing at that because I was like, you know what's funny is these guys, every, both parties do this. You know this is true. true. Republicans, Democrats, they both do this. They tell you, we're going to win because this is what's at stake. And they never actually deal with what's at stake. In this case, I mean, in particular, we have 20 some odd, $23 trillion in national debt. And nobody ever does anything about that. We're careening towards World War III in the Ukraine. Thirty trillion. Sorry, thirty trillion. Right. Yeah, thirty-two, not twenty-three. You must be dyslexic. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, dyslexic. My bad. But we, we, <laughs> nobody's doing anything about the war in Ukraine in trying to bring that to an end. Nobody's doing anything about the the fact that the climate crisis hoax. They're driving us in. We we never got to vote on whether we get to buy a gas car or an electric car. They just chose that for us. Those are the big things at stake and nobody does anything about them, Republican or Democrat. And it just, it lights me up because neither side, it's, we're all eating around the edges of the cookie here. We're not really dealing with the big issues that could literally cause our country to fall apart. You know, that debt is so massive. Oh, yeah. Where do we start? It upsets me as well that because uh, Ralph Norman, Chip Roy and I now have a position on the rules committee, we have been forcing votes on things like that. Mm-hmm. I hope the American people are paying attention. Um, in the National Defense Authorization Act, we forced them to vote on Ukraine funding separately. Mm-hmm. And sadly, we only got like 89 Republicans who said, no, we don't want to send this money to Ukraine. But we forced the vote. We were able I was able yeah. to force a vote on ending the Department of Education. We had a vote on that in Congress. The news doesn't want to report on it because we got 160 Republicans to vote to end the Federal Department of Education when we put them on the spot. So That's awesome. we're forcing the, the we're forcing the vote. By the way, the reason I forced that vote is, you know, all this wokeness that's going on in our schools. Uh, Congress rightfully said well, we should we should do something to stop this, you know, at at the schools. But I said, wait, you're using the Federal Department of Education to do this, and I don't think this department should exist. And they said, well, what would it take to get your vote? And I said, let me have a vote before we vote on ending the wokeness using the Department of Education. Let me have a vote on ending the Department of Education. That's so hilarious. Do you have any hope at all? I, I mean, I, I don't want to be Johnny Poo Poo Pants here because it, it bothers me. Do you have any hope at all that I, we can I turn hope. the ship around? The, I mean, this may sound ridiculous. Maybe I'm like dumb and dumber. There's a chance, right? So you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. <laughs> I love it. No, there is a chance, and I'll tell you why. Uh when they were doing the debt limit thing this summer, I got inserted into the debt limit deal, a provision that says if we are still running on continuing resolutions by when January 1st rolls around, that the whole, all of government, all the discretionary spending gets cut by 1%. So I literally got the penny plan inserted into the debt limit deal, and Joe Biden <sighs> signed it into law. And it happens on January 1st if we're still doing CRs then. They were desperate to get my vote. They said, what would it take? I said, automatic 1% cut of government if we don't do our job by January 1st. Now, they will. that's law. That is law right now. They will move heaven and earth, I know, to undo that. Okay, but we've never never got something like that signed into law. Uh, 
since I've been in Congress. So we'll see. Uh, you know, they're going to they're going to try to undo it. But uh, and here's the other thing that gives me hope. I'm on the Judiciary Committee with some great Republicans, uh, Matt Gates, Andy Biggs, Chip Roy, I'm, you know, Tom McClintock. I'm, I'm leaving a lot of good people out. And Jim Jordan's the chairman. And we've got FISA reauthorization coming up. And, you know, FISA is the, is the uh, statute that's supposed to allow the, our government to spy on foreign terrorists, but they use it to spy on you and me. Uh, right. That reauthorization is coming up. And Jim Jordan is saying he's the first chairman who's ever said, no, we're not going to rubber stamp this. We're, we're either going to end it for, for use on Americans or we're going to massively reform this thing. And right. um, that gives me hope. So there is awesome. some hope. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, how much, I, don't, I want to be respectful of your time. Do you, do you, I, there's one other thing I want to ask you about. I'll let you choose whether you can stick around or not. Um, I want to ask you about the Liberty Safe story. Do you do you oh, have yeah, time sure. to hang with us? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. We'll do it. On the line with us now, my good friend, Congressman Thomas Massey. Um, Congressman Massey, I posted this on uh, Facebook earlier this morning, and it's the it's the story about the it was in Fox Business. It's a story about Liberty Safe. So one of the, the one of the dudes that was involved in the January sixth situation, uh, which I abhor what happened that day. I'm not I'm not in any way going to defend what happened on that day. But anyway, the the, the FBI had a warrant. And they wanted to search his stuff. And so they called up Liberty Gun Safe, which I own a Liberty Safe. And they said, hey, we want to we got a warrant for searching this dude's house. And we want to we want the the digital security code for his for his safe. And they're like, oh, cool. All right, here you go. And then they put out a statement and they were like, oh, we totally support private property rights and uh, the Second Amendment. And oh, yeah, we also did give them this. Um, do we live in a time now? I mean, the precedent that that sets is un, un is unpra- unfathomable. I mean, you buy a safe, you own the safe. How does Liberty have the ability, even if they had that, to give it to the government, regardless of a warrant, because they don't own it anymore? What is going on here? It's wrong. It's dead wrong. You know, I own a Canon safe, and I, I was trying to unload it myself <laughs> once using my backhoe, <laughs> and I dropped it on its face and smashed the right. lock in the front. But I was still able to get it open, and I changed the lock out with a you know with a spare lock that's not registered in my name. So you should just call up in somebody else's name and get a lock and put on your Liberty Safe or switch them <laughs> with your neighbor. You know, just trade there you go. trade them. Anyways, uh, no, this is bad. This is happening not just with safes, but with your bank account. But yes. Jim Jordan and I found out from an FBI whistleblower that. Uh, that the Bank of America turned over all the January 6th uh, bank records for everybody, not just not people that have done anything wrong or suspected of anything. They took all of the bank records for anybody who was in town on January 5th or 6th and then cross-referenced them with anybody with a Bank of America card who bought a gun in the last, you know, year or two years anywhere in the United States and then gave that set of data to the FBI. There's no probable cause or reasonable suspicion. They, there was no legal process for it. And um, after the whistleblower told us that, we sent a letter to the Bank of America, and they responded and said, yep, we do this. And other banks do it as well. Uh, you know, they, they cite, they've got these little provisions from, like, 1979. Some, you know, provision is supposed to protect your privacy, which actually does the opposite. So we need to change the laws here. There are laws that allow them to do this, and they need to be changed. And then in the meantime, uh, don't trust any of these 
companies. That, that was actually one of the things that I, I posted. I said, I don't know who to trust anymore. And look, again, I'm not defending what happened in the Capitol, and I'm not defending criminals. But the reality of the situation is that when you own a piece of property, I, th- this precedent essentially makes, and it, it's a false argument because it's wrong what they did, but it makes the argument that, you know, a gun manufacturer is responsible for what a gun owner does with the firearm, right? We obviously know that that's false. It's stupid. It's illogical on its head. Uh, we don't charge the, the the maker of Twinkies for people getting fat. But that is the argument the left often makes to try to get at our guns. And this is the same thing, right? Like this guy may or may not have committed a crime. I, I am not there to make that judgment call. But it doesn't matter. He owns the safe. It's his property. It belongs to him. They don't have any right to give that away. And the fact that we have backdoors into everything and almost every product that we own now, do we really even own anything is a question that pops into mind, you know, even though we pay for it, you know. Do you own the gun if there's a gun registry? By the way, Joe Biden right. is trying to create a gun registry. Uh, John Lott, he's the author of at least nine books. He's the foremost expert on all the gun statistics. He and I wrote an op-ed. I think it's coming out tomorrow. Joe Biden just issued the ATF, just issued a new rule. It's like over 100 pages long, and they're trying to turn everybody who sells a gun into a gun dealer. And the, and the, you could sell one gun and be a gun dealer with their new definition. And the reason they're trying to do that is because then if you sell one to your cousin or your neighbor or whatever, you're a gun dealer. Now you got to go through the background check. Now they've got all the, the seller and the buyer's information. And they can start constructing this registry. So if right. they've got a registry and if they get the access to codes to your safe, they bing, bada bing, bada boom, they can take right. your guns to you really own them. Right. It's a terrifying world we live in. I'm just glad there's guys like you up there fighting uh, for our freedoms. Um, you know, is I don't even know. I guess we'll have to go find like maybe a small local safe manufacturer. You know, <laughs> like I said, I don't know who to trust. The big companies are all co-opted. Just, just go buy a lock from a different brand and stick it on another brand and have yeah. them all confused when they show up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, mine Mine is actually not digital, and I thought for a second that was good, but then I was like, well, they've probably got a master code, so I think I'm changing sure the locks do. probably... Yeah, so, it, I mean, not that I anticipate having to worry about that, but at the same time, I worry about that for the fact that we now have a politicized justice system, and that's what people should be concerned about. Because they're not just, I mean, yeah, if we're going after really bad criminals, everybody's like, oh, okay, cool. But this is this is a political persecution. That's what it is. No bones about it. So, Congressman Massey, always great to have you, my friend. I really appreciate you. I love you. And I appreciate your fight for freedom. Hey, thanks for having me on, Leland. Keep speaking the truth. They, they hate it. happy to trigger it with the truth happy to trigger it with the truth thanks my friend all right today's amazing episode was brought to you by bourbon city golf carts check them out at bourboncitygolfcarts.com louisville's one-stop destination and southern indiana by the way one-stop destination for awesome golf carts from slightly used to brand new from regular to custom built to awesome wheels and beautiful colors these are your new convenient way to get around your neighborhood Check this out. You think of a golf cart as just kind of a basic thing. It's not. With Bourbon City Golf Carts, these things, have, they've got models with seat belts in the front and rear seats. In case you're driving around the neighborhood, you want to get those kids buckled up. Cup holders for everyone. Custom two-tone stitch seating. Coolers and storage compartments under the rear seat. I mean, it, the list goes on and on at the ways that you can actually get a, a vehicle, a cart, that will be really awesome to use. And get this. Free money is hard to t- t- find these days. Their Evolution brand, they've actually got a 36-month deal at zero percent interest. 
And I know golf carts in the name, Bourbon City Golf Carts, but these aren't really golf carts. These are street machines. They are ready to roll. I would consider these to be party vehicles, right? I mean, you got all kinds of stuff. I mean, these these are party vehicles. You're going to love this, man. Load it up in your RV. Take it to tailgate at the UK game. I mean, come on. Or the Louisville game, right? Like, get it on. Get that game going. You can talk to the folks at Bourbon City Golf Carts today by calling 502-718-0757. But I encourage you to check out their website at bourboncitygolfcarts.com because you can see their inventory all right there. Services that they offer, you can even rent them. Hey, you want to rent one for a special upcoming golf outing and see how you like it? And then go and buy one, and all their inventory, again, is available for you online at bourboncitygolfcarts.com. So check them out, and again... We are super excited to have Bourbon City Golf Carts as a sponsor of the Disruption Zone. They're at 502-718-0757. We're also excited to be sponsored by Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. My friend Tim Montgomery at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops did our kitchen and our master bathroom in our house in Oldham County, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Such awesome work, such craftsmanship, such work ethic, and great prices, and from start to finish, if you want a, a designer to just take it over and do it all for you, or you consult and they do all the work, or if you're doing it yourself, they've got those options too. Any kind of cabinet you're looking for, style, they've got it mostly in stock. They don't have any problems with supply chain crisis. They're there for you, and they can get that done. Plus, if you want a custom cut of any type of solid stone, they've got that for you as well. Go to LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com, 502-930-3304, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, at 6200 Hit Lane in Louisville. If you're in southern Indiana, Louisville, or Odom County, this is your place for the kitchen remodel. Thanks, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. And thank you for listening to the Disruption Zone. You can follow us on Instagram. It's at GreatlyLondo. And on Twitter, it's at Leland Show. You can also download us for free and subscribe for free from iHeartRadio's podcast. Just search podcast for Leland Conway or Disruption Zone. But it'll come right up. You can also download us for free and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts and Google Play. It's pretty awesome. Super easy to get fresh new episodes sent right to your pocket. Big thanks to um, Dynamics Audio Productions in Lexington, Kentucky for all the work they do with the audio side of this program. If you're looking for some help with audio digitizing old videotapes or you got a major Hollywood type project, dxaudio.com, Dynamics Audio Productions, and Neil Kesterson and his crew can get it done for you. And thank you again so much for listening to The Disruption Zone. Over 100,000 downloads and counting. I am Leland Conway. This is The Disruption Zone.